It's time to bed out. Welcome to Veg Out, where we're embracing plant-based adventures. I'm Adrian, and on this show, we chat about everything food, family, and fun. I'm a scratch cooking wife and mother of two who loves exploring in the kitchen, and I'm here to share ways to make healthy food, especially plants, fun, delicious, and sometimes adventurous for your entire family. On this episode, I will share the benefits of meal planning and how we do it in the Edge household. Guys, it is so good to be back. There's been so much there's been so much going on over the past few months. I had to take a little break. Um, you know, life happens. We as parents, we know, especially moms, we kind of know when summer hits and then the start of school hits. It gets a little challenging to kind of balance everything. So I had to shift some priorities. I had to um, kind of regroup and get myself together. <laughs> But as the true Libra that I am, I know that um, once you do that, that balance will return if there is such a thing as balance. And maybe I'll do an episode on um, whether we can truly achieve balance and what that kind of looks like. But what it looks like in my head, I think I've kind of um, hit that again. And um, and so now we are back, guys. Veg Out is back. And I've got some great show ideas um, coming for you. I've gotten lots of questions of things that we've just been doing over the summer. And people have just been asking us questions of how we incorporate, um, you know, plant-based meals on vacations and on trips and um, just kind of specific questions and people who are wanting to incorporate more plants into their daily meals. Um, and so I think those are the things that you want to hear. And so I want to provide that information for you. So I'm really excited about some of the episodes that we have coming up. Um, and today's episode is really one of my favorite topics to talk about because I do it all the time. Um, and I think it's going to be very, very helpful to you guys. Um, but before we jump into that content, I wanted to put in a quick plug for Cooking with Friends. Guys, Cooking with Friends is back. And if you have watched Cooking with Friends with us, um, you know how much fun it is. So if you're new to the Veg Out family and to the Cooking with Friends episodes, this is where I, along with my husband and the Edgelets, that's our two kids, we go on Facebook Live and we pick a recipe and we cook it from start to finish together. Now, I have to say my husband is awesome because he's my cameraman. He's always my AV person. Whenever I do something, he totally helps me out with the AV, but he always has like great things to contribute as well. So he'll try to like sneak that in. Um, he's also a food stealer, so <laughs> he might steal some stuff um, on the side of the camera. Um, but he helps me with um, keeping the camera going and, and letting me know like what people are saying comment wise. But then the edgelets come on and then we all cook together and you know in my mind it's this beautiful you know experience that people see on camera and they're like oh my gosh how do you get your kids to do that but in actuality it turns into like my daughter stealing half of the ingredients before we could even pull it together and then my son losing interest going outside to play and then randomly coming back and then wanting to enjoy the end product um, there, there's no telling what happens like when we're on camera because it's live and you can't edit and 
I think I had to discipline my daughter during the last episode, so it kind of got a little awkward, so I don't know. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and they like coming on Facebook. Um, apparently, people like to watch us, and so um, and it's great because you get a recipe idea and a way to incorporate your whole family into that process as well as we do it. So again, it's called Cooking with Friends. It's happening this month, October 20th, 2019. So if you're listening to this episode before October 20th, I need you to head to Facebook. I need you to like the Veg Out podcast page. So it's on this page. And then I need for you to RSVP to the Cooking with Friends event. And on there, it'll have a little bit more information for you. But if you RSVP by October 12th, then you'll get access to the shopping list and the equipment list so that you can actually go get the ingredients and then you can actually cook live right along with us if you dare do so. If not, you could always just watch us and get a chuckle or you could watch us on the replay if you can't catch us live. Um, so we're looking forward to that, definitely email me at adrian at vegout.com if you have more questions or just post a question right into the event or on the podcast page and I'll get back with you. Um, but I'm so excited that we're able to, to bring that back. All right, so all that's out of the way, let's get into um, what I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, so today we're going to talk more about, again, like I said, one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite weekly activities to do, and that is meal planning. And it's exciting for me because I have a system that I go through, but then it's also time that I get to say, okay, how adventurous do I want to be this week? Um, and I can actually put that on paper. And it's always fun for, especially my son, to kind of look. I keep my, my menu for the week on the inside side of my spice cabinet and so he wants to know what's you know what's what's for dinner what are we having for breakfast the next day whatever it is he can go straight to that that door that cabinet door and pull it open and see what's coming up so it's kind of fun for him too that I do this so that he knows what's coming up um, and and hopefully it'll prove to be a, a good tool and resource for you too so um, if you've been listening to the show or if you know me personally, then you know I've always been a very type A person. As long as I can remember back in school, I've always had to have a system, a strategy, an organizational plan, something to keep things in order. Um, and so everything had, you know, even now, even though when you look around my house, you're like, seriously, I think you've kind of lost it a little bit. <laughs> But overall, everything has to have its place. Everything has to be in its place. When it's not, I get a little loopy. Um, and so right now I'm looking at this pile of laundry that's sitting beside me as I'm recording this episode. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to get back on track. <laughs> so at least my meal plan um, is fairly organized. Um, but again, you know, as you grow as a mom, as you grow as a parent, you realize that this is a beneficial skill. It's a beneficial personality to have, but it can be detrimental if you don't have some level of flexibility with it. I mean, you've got to be able to roll with the punches. Um, you know, I think about how clean my car was and, you know, how organized things used to be before I had children. And now that I have them, it's, you know, it, 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 it is what it is, I will say, you know, at times. And sometimes it's great. And other times when we're on the go and we're super busy, um, you know, it, it, it can be what it is, you know. 
So I'm saying all of that to kind of have this in kind of an all-encompassing um, caveat to say <clears throat> that you want to have a system for things, but you also want to have some flexibility with it so that if things change throughout the week or change um, with what's happening, you at least had a structure to start with. And that's how I feel about my meal plan. Do I stick to it 100% of the time? No. But I at least have a structure and a plan that I can begin with and it gives me a place to start with. Um, so I feel like I had some kind of idea of what I wanted to happen going into things. So um, now that I've kind of embraced those areas where I can express my organization um, or not, I'm able to kind of move forward with things. And so I call the kitchen area, quote unquote, my office, because even though everybody uses it in some way, I feel like it's mine to kind of manage and care for. When my husband needs something or wants to know where something is, he asks me where it is because that's kind of the space that I manage. When the kids get hungry, they ask me for a snack because that's the space, that's the area that I manage. So I figured that kind of with that management aspect in mind, that I would approach it the way that I would any other project. And that's whether it's at home or at work, and that's to have a system that I use on a regular basis to make sure that, um, that there is something in place, that I have an answer for those questions when they come. So this is how I do it. So first, meal planning occurs for me during my weekly one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I first learned about one-on-ones as a graduate student, um, as a graduate assistant. And I need to give a huge shout out to my supervisor when I was in grad school. Her name is Jana McDonald. So Jana, if you're listening to this episode, hello, I miss you, you were wonderful. Um, and she introduced me to this concept of a one-on-one. -on -one. So if you've never heard of it before, it's basically taking one hour each week one-on-one -on -one to have a conversation to check in to see how things are going you check the status of what's going on any issues that have come up anything that needs to be addressed and it's an opportunity to provide feedback to one another and so now i have a weekly one-on-one -on -one with myself and yeah sometimes i do kind of talk to myself because i'm by myself and i might need to kind of work things out and process but overall it's basically a time that i set aside an hour to an hour and a half every saturday morning and that for me is where i plan my five c's and for me that's my calendar my children where do they need to be for the upcoming week cook what am i going to be fixing for the meals for that coming week and what meals do i need to prepare is there a day where i'm having a lunch meeting at work or my husband is going to be out of town and i don't need to prepare um, a lunch for that particular day for one of us or both of us my fourth c is my core workouts so i plan what workouts i'm actually going to be doing for the upcoming week and then the chores what actually needs to be done um, the household pieces but also there might be errands that need to be run or specific things that need to be done that particular week so i use that one to one and a half hour time every saturday to plan those things out um, and i may go into a little bit 
more detail in a, in a future episode um, kind of about what that looks like for me. Um, but that's really where I get a grasp on my plan for the upcoming week. And so before you effectively plan out your meals, you have to do some kind of pre-work, okay? You have to put some, some time into it. And so it's going to be on a weekly basis kind of doing this process for you possibly. Um, for me, another time that I use for my meals is um, I plan my meals a month at a time. And it sounds crazy, I know, but it saves a lot of time and a lot of brain power, kind of how you get into that decision fatigue where you're always having to make decisions and you get burnt out from that. Doing it a month at a time for me alleviates a lot of that. And so I spend one of my one-on-ones a month doing it for the, for the full month and then the following one-on-ones each week are just kind of plugging in the meals that I'd plan to have for the month into my weekly schedule, if that makes sense. So um, I recommend, you know, if you want to start doing this, you know, monthly plan or even the weekly plan that you set aside some quiet time when the whole house is asleep or they're out. Um, you know, you might get your, your spouse to kind of take the kids out, um, you know, for a good one or two hours to do something and you spend some time by yourself thinking about your schedule, what things look like get you a cup of coffee and then you start your meal planning experience. So with some of that pre-work, first thing, develop a list of standard menu items for each category of meal. So what I mean is in our house, we have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. But for us specifically, we have breakfast where all of us will more than likely eat the same thing. My husband and I will have lunch, then my kids will have lunch at school, we have dinner together, and then we have snacks. The snacks are for me, the snacks are also for my kids. My husband doesn't, isn't really a big snacker during the day, so I don't have to worry about him. But I have to write down what are we all having for breakfast, what are, what is my, what are my husband and I having for lunch, what are my kids having for lunch, because that's going to be two separate things. What are we all having for dinner? And then what snacks are my kids going to have and what snacks am I gonna have? Sounds like a lot, but again, when you think about the course of the day, we're all eating those meals. So to have a plan for each one is gonna be very helpful. Now, I also take it a step further just because I have a tendency to do the most, um, but I have a standard menu for, for class snacks. So whenever there's a school party um, or something going on and they're like, parents, we need for you to bring in snacks for everybody or we're having a, a, a fall party or a holiday party. I need for you to sign up to bring something. I have a list of like four or five things to choose from that are automatically, like I know they're gonna be easy to pull together. I know that kids will like it. That way I don't have to guess. I can just look at that list and say, all right, I think I'm gonna do um, my, you know, cheese it snack mix and then I make the snack mix and it's done you know whatever it is um, I have a standard menu for field trips so I have about two or three lunch items um, lunch meal options that when my kids go on field trips they're automatically gonna have this meal and and my go-to for that automatically is a hot dog it's the easiest thing for us to make the second thing is a PB&J but I know peanut butter and jelly isn't that exciting a lot of times. And my kids get more excited about a hot dog than they do about peanut butter and jelly. So I pull out my field roast hot dogs with some chips 
and a, some fruit and a pack of gummies and it's go time for that field trip. So I already know if they have a field trip, I'm not freaking out like, oh my gosh, what are they gonna take? I already know. So that's a plan that's already there. If I'm traveling, so if I have a flight or a long drive, I have a list of snacks that I can pull together, that I can take with me so that I'm not guessing. I have a list of travel breakfasts, things that I could eat on the go, things that I could stop by a grocery store and pick up the pieces to and just pull them together the morning of. I try to have all these together so that I'm not tempted to just have a free-for-all and eat whatever I want to because it really can be hard to find um, plant-based foods of sustenance. You know, every place is gonna have fruit, okay? Every place is gonna have a bagel. But what if I don't want a bagel that day? What if I want something a little more hearty than fruit? So that's where I kind of have my list that I kind of have a go-to. And then lastly, I have a list already prepared of things for entertaining. So if I have people over, like if a family um, and, or friends come over for dinner, I have a list of things that if they come over for lunch, here's some quick things that I can pull together. If they come over for dinner, here's some ideas. And and that way I don't have to guess what are we gonna have. I can look at this list of kind of four or five things that I've already identified as options and go from there. So again, I take it one step further and I kind of put a plan in place for these things. But again, it really does, as that extra step really does help, especially when you have dietary restrictions or boundaries that you want to adhere to that make it challenging to kind of do some of that stuff on the spot. So. All of that to say, that's what I do. Take bits and pieces of that that might work for you um, before you move forward, okay? So once you have kind of your list of options, okay? So, so you look at the meals that you're gonna have on a regular basis. Again, for us, I said it's breakfast, our lunches, our kids' lunches, dinners, and snacks. Then you go through and you write out what are some standard things that work for you? What are kind of those tried and true recipes in each meal category that you know your family loves, you know that you enjoy making, that becomes your um, kind of your, your meal bank, okay? You kind of build that meal bank for each meal. Once you have that, then you choose a standard list. This is my number one that I do for breakfast. I choose my standard menu for what we're gonna have for breakfast for the month. What this means is every Sunday, we're gonna have the same breakfast. Every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every day of the week, we're gonna have the same breakfast for a month, okay? Does that get switched up? It does sometimes because I might make a little bit more of something and have some leftovers and those have to get used up. And so I just you know, float that over to the next day. So for example, what that looks like for us, every Sunday we have hash browns. Um, I make sheet pan hash browns or I'll make kind of breakfast potatoes where I'll dice up potatoes with, um, with uh, sweet peppers. Um, and then I put some salt, pepper, garlic, onion powder, whatever it is on either the hash browns or the potatoes. And I make those. We have grits because my husband loves grits. So I have to incorporate those um, at least once a week. And then um, I went through the summer having vegan sausage. So I would take um, my Beyond Meat patties and make those into sausages. Um, or I have um, salmon croquettes. So I just kind of got out of my flow of vegan sausages and we're going starting today into our, um, our salmon croquettes. So every Sunday during the month of October, we're going to have salmon croquettes, hash browns, and grits. Done, okay? Every Monday, 
um, we'll have baked oatmeal. And But what I do is every week I switch up the flavor. So week one, we'll have apple cinnamon, okay? Week two, I'll have blueberry. Week three, it'll be pumpkin. Week four, it'll be banana nut. So that way it doesn't get old, but it's easy for me because I know it's coming up on Mondays this month. Tuesdays, we have, um, my kids will have grits, um, they'll have toast, and then they'll have sausage crumbles. And they like gravy with it, so I might make gravy, um, sausage and gravy and grits. And I put this, the grits and the sausage in a thermos for them, and then I put fruit and toast on the side so they can kind of eat that. They love to have that for breakfast. Um, Wednesdays, we have yogurt parfaits, so I make granola, or if I'm not feeling like I can make it that week, I'll go to Earth Fair and go to their bulk section, grab the flavor of granola that I want, and put it with some almond yogurt and some berries. Call it a day. Thursdays, we have vegan French toast. So I found a great French toast recipe and another shameless plug. I'm going to show you how to make the French toast that I make in Cooking with Friends this month um, and sausage and fruit. So I pull all that together. That's their breakfast for Thursday. Friday, I keep it easy because it's the end of the week. It's probably been a long week. I keep it simple and we have cereal and I put berries in there. I give them a half of a banana. Um, I send them on their way with their milk and that's their breakfast. And then on the Saturdays, that's our quote unquote big breakfast day. So we'll either have pancakes or waffles, um, or if I want to do French toast or they want French toast again, that'll be another day that we would do French toast. Okay. And we kind of switch, switch that up. So maybe, you know, the first and the third week of the month, it'll be pancakes. The second and the fourth weeks, it'll be a, a waffle. And then if I have some extra, um, you know, if I have extra bread or if they really want French toast, then I can swap out French toast for any of those. So that's how I do breakfast, okay? So it is kind of a system. There is a rotation, but it helps you with grocery shopping too because you know what to expect and you know what's coming up. Next for lunches. So my kids, um, well, I'll back up. For us, for my husband and I, we do standard lunches. So we do the same thing. So every Monday, I know I'm gonna have a tuna sandwich, okay? Because again, we're plant-based, we're not completely vegan, we love vegan food, vegan food options, but we also eat fish. So for us, tuna fish and salmon are two staples that we love to have all the time. So for my husband and I, on Mondays and Fridays, we have tuna sandwiches. And sometimes I swap it up by doing tuna flatbread, or I might do tuna over salad greens, um, I might do tuna stuffed in a pepper, um, just to kind of change it up, but I know I'm gonna be making tuna salad, okay? And I have I have a double batch made so I have some for Monday and some for Friday on Tuesdays we'll have a salad and Thursdays um, a salad that'll have salmon on it so I might you know roast um, roast or poach or put salmon in the air fryer and have that ready to go and then I'll make up a nice big salad with some cool salad dressings either a homemade ranch um, maple vinaigrette apple cider vinaigrette um, a honey mustard make up a dressing and then that is our lunch for uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Wednesdays, we have an Asian chopped salad that I make with a, a Japanese ginger dressing. It's really good. Um, I put edamame on there, some chickpeas, carrots, snap peas, um, some really, really good stuff. It's nice and colorful and fresh. Um, and so that, that becomes our Wednesday lunch. So again, I do the same thing that we do for breakfast, 
I do the same thing for my husband, my my husband's lunches, so we know what we're having for lunch. Um, and then it also makes it easy that day, if I know that I'm gonna have a lunch meeting that day so I don't need to make lunch, it makes it easy to kind of just take that meal out so I don't have to make that. So maybe I have to make lunch for myself Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, but I know Tuesday and Friday I'm having a lunch meeting so I don't have to make it. If that, if that kind of gives you a picture of how we rotate that for lunch. Now for my kids, last year um, we used my daughter's kind of pre-K lunch menu as a guide because she was in the kind of mindset that she wanted to have food that was similar to what her friends were eating. So if it was macaroni and cheese day, she wanted to eat macaroni and cheese. My son didn't care much. He was like, give me food, okay? And for him, what was important was they had pizza on Fridays, so he wanted pizza on Fridays. So I kind of used their menus as a guide last year. This year, they're both at the same school. My son doesn't really care about pizza all that much anymore. And my daughter really likes, you know, as long as the food is good, she'll eat it because more of her friends are actually bringing lunch now that they're actually in um, kind of a, a K through 12 school. So this year, um, I basically looked at my last year calendar, um, my last year meal rotation calendar to see which meals were the most successful. So when they brought them home, which ones didn't have as much um, leftover in the lunch boxes and what feedback did they give me? So I loved, um, or not I, they loved um, veggie nuggets, spaghetti, the vegan mac and cheese that I do, of course, PB&J. This year I added in beanie weenies because I started doing that a couple of days um, on the weekends and they loved it. So I'm like, why not put that in their lunches? It's super easy, let's do that. So I make beanie weenies, um, the hot dogs as I mentioned, and um, the little veggie chicken sandwiches. Um, and so Field Roast is great because they have a lot of products like the hot dogs, um, um, they have veggie burgers, they have different things which are soy free. And so I don't have to worry about giving them a soy overload whenever I have some of these things in their lunches, I can kind of use some of their items. Um, but then I still do throw in some things like Morningstar or Garden um, or Boca, some of those items too, like their nuggets or their chicken patties. Because again, it's not every day that they're gonna be having those things. But my philosophy when it comes to packing lunch for my kids is when they leave the house, I want things that I know they're going to eat, I know they're going to be full and they're going to enjoy without an argument. Because if I'm home, I can coach them to eat. I say coach very lightly. I can coach them to eat the food that I have prepared for them. But when they're out, I want them to be comfortable enough to eat it on their own without argument. So. I give them things that they enjoy in their school lunch and I weave in things like I do when we have spaghetti. I put a little salad with it. You know, I do put broccoli or cherry tomatoes in there for them to dip into some ranch. So I incorporate that in there with some of that fun stuff, okay? But again, the whole point is I make my list of items that I know that they like and I just rotate. So week one and week three is gonna be the same menu. Week two and four, there's gonna be some different options, but weeks two and four are the same, okay? 
I hope that makes sense. And um, after this, if you want to kind of see an idea of what our, um, our templates look like, our weekly schedules look like, just let me know and I can email you um, a copy of what that looks like to kind of give you that visual. But the, the, the key here is I know what they're having for weeks one and three. I know what they're having for weeks two and four. I look at the calendar and for example, the week that I'm recording this episode, it's week two of October. So we are on week two of a menu, okay? I do the same thing with snacks. They know every Monday what school snack they're gonna have, every Tuesday what snack. Um, you know, Wednesdays I always have um, graham crackers with peanut butter in the middle and applesauce. That's their school snack. But on Fridays, they know it's popcorn day. So they always have a bag of popcorn that I take, that I make for them. And that's their snack. So I keep it easy by knowing what snack is coming up on what day because each of my kids needs to take a snack to school for the day. Okay, so again, it seems like it's a lot of pre-work, but it's really not because you're having to do this work anyway. You're just making it a lot easier for yourself by already having a system in place, already knowing what's coming up, and you're putting something different on each day so that it doesn't get boring, but you're rotating those things throughout the month so that it's easier for you so you're not always having to come up with something new the night before and that's what i really wanted to avoid was like what's for dinner i don't know you know and it's five o'clock and you've got to eat you got to get homework done and then you don't know this really does help with that so last meal that i'll talk about is dinner and this is really where our variety comes in um, we still have some standardized meals so for example on tuesday that's taco night and so um, we have tacos or we might have what we call tachos which are tortilla chips that have all the taco toppings on them so it's a mixture of nachos and tacos and my son coined the term tachos so that's every tuesday Every Wednesday and Thursday for us is leftover night because it's the middle of the week. Nobody wants to be breaking out pots and pans and there's usually leftover food that needs to be eaten anyway. So Wednesdays and Thursdays for us are leftover night. Friday, we have pizza night and then Saturday is burger night. And so that, that keeps it easy for us um, so that we know what's coming up. The kids get into a routine, they know what to expect. So the variety for us comes in on Sunday nights and Monday nights. And so for me, what I've done and what, I'm, what I've done for the month of October is Sunday night is pasta night um, because that's typically a night where we all know that we're probably going to be eating dinner together. I wanna make it fun, something easy, um, something that I know I'm not gonna have to argue with anybody about eating, and so we do pasta. Um, and then on Monday nights, I make that sheet pan night or one pot night. And so that's my night where I know I can make a, a pot of rice or you know a side dish and do a sheet pan meal or do a one pot meal and it makes it easy. So an example would be um, sheet pan sausage and veggies. So I might take um, my uh, Beyond Meat Italian sausage, slice it up, put it with some veggies, roast it on a sheet pan, and then I've made some mashed potatoes on the side, and then I have my dinner. I might do, um, I might slice up a head of cabbage, and I might put it on a sheet pan with some salmon, and I will drizzle some honey, some homemade honey mustard um, over the salmon. I might shake some garlic, onion, powder, um, you know, salt, pepper over all of it, roast it, 
make a pot of brown rice on the side, I've got my dinner, if that makes sense. So that's my sheet pan meal where you put your meat and your veggies or your main protein and your veggies on a sheet pan, you bake it in the oven, you've got your side also going and it all comes together pretty quickly and pretty easily. So that's our Monday nights. And then I explained the rest of the nights that we have. So depending on the season we're in and our schedules, I might switch the leftover nights over. Um, more than likely, we always have a leftover night on Wednesdays, but then we always have a second leftover night floating in. So sometimes the leftover night happens on a Saturday. Sometimes it might happen on a Tuesday. It just really depends on um, what's going on. My daughter now has ballet on Monday nights. So I might explore for the month of November, swapping that leftover night um, on Monday nights. So it just depends on your family schedule. All right. So now I said, does that system work 100% of the time? Absolutely not. If I get behind or if I don't do my grocery shopping when I'm supposed to, if I don't do my meal planning as I've scheduled out, it can really throw things off. If I oversleep in the mornings or, you know, if, if something happens, I'm going to tell the kids, hey, I'll put money on your account, eat at school, just don't eat dairy, go for it. Like, I do have those days. But... Overall, this helps keep things in line and it helps me feel like I know what I'm doing. It helps me feel organized. Um, and again, as I said, it, it depends on what I have on my, in my cabinets. It depends on maybe what's on sale. Um, my menu could fluctuate, but I at least have that standard template to work with. So that was a lot of information that I shared with you. So the top three things that I want you to take away from what I just shared, okay? If you're just like Adrian, you do too much. That is way too much information. I just need for you to give me three things that I can do now. All right, get your pen and paper out. Number one, build your list of family approved recipes for each meal. Okay, get that running list of meals that you know that your family, when you make it, they're like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. Put it on your list so that you have that running list to refer back to so you're not always having to guess what you want to make. Number two, plan ahead for the week before you go shopping. That way you know if you have a week that's super busy and nobody's really gonna be eating lunches, if you have older kids that are at high school and they've got things going on and you really don't even need to make lunch for them, you need to know that before you go grocery shopping so you don't end up with a fridge full of food that's not going to get used, okay? So plan ahead the week before for what's coming up that next week so that you know how to prepare. And number three, Find the meal rotation that works for you. My family enjoys leftovers as long as it was good the first time around. Now those days where I have where they're like, please don't ever make this again. I'm not gonna put that in a leftover rotation. <laughs> but if your family enjoys leftovers, then put that in your rotation. If you have a spouse or if your family is like, I can only eat one thing and when it's done, I'm done, then cook in a portion that you don't have leftovers, okay? Just make it work for you, okay? So the other things that you would wanna consider, again, is if your family has dietary restrictions, super busy schedule, whatever it is, you want to make sure your meal plan is going to fit within that, okay? Um, but again, this is a great way to have some order with that process. So the whole point is, 
have a system so there's no stress when you get the question, mommy, what's for dinner? Daddy, what's for dinner? You don't have to go, I don't know, go sit down. You actually have that system in place, okay? All right, so again, as I mentioned, if you feel like this is a little overwhelming and you need to kind of see it on paper before you can actually put it into practice, just email me and I will be more than happy to send you a sample of my weekly planning template. And when I send it out, page one of it will have a snapshot of maybe what my um, what my weeks one and three and two and four look like, but then I'll include a blank one for you to then fill in what yours may look like. And it'll be in a Word document so you can kind of adjust it, edit it the way that you would want to. And all you have to do is simply email A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, Adrian at B-E-D-G-E dash O-U-T, that's veg-out.com. So Adrian at vegout.com. And I'll be happy to send that over to you as a free thank you just for listening to our podcast and um, as a vote of encouragement <laughs> to incorporate more structure and more plants into your life. So just remember, it when it comes to you and your family eating healthy, it's not about perfection or falling into a particular category, or even following your schedule 100% of the time. It's all about taking small steps and knowing you're doing something great for you and for your family. All right, everyone, it is my favorite time of the episode. It is joke time, are you ready? Why did the pickle buy the new shoes? Because it found a great deal. Get it? Deal? Deal? Uh-huh. You know you love it. <laughs> so thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode and picked out at least one or two things that you can start implementing now. Um, find us on Facebook at Veg Out Podcast and veg out chat to keep the conversation going. Join us next time, but until then, go rock some plant-based adventures. <laughs>